Dr. Eric Ruby is a renowned pediatrician from Taunton with a compelling personal story. Beth Dost is a registered nurse and clinical director of the Massachusetts Patients Advocacy Alliance, both in studio in part two of In the Weeds, live special from Quincy with Jimmy Young. Don't look now, but it's a whole new world of weed out there. Pot is flower, it's Bruce Banner and Blue Dream. You've got bongs and dabs, resin and shatter, vaping and edibles, new terms, new strains, and new ways to use cannabis sativa, the plant. Some just made with CBD, and hemp has minimal THC. There's sativa and indica strains, and 100 chemicals, all legal in 10 states for adult use. There's a lot to get to know. Get used to it, folks, because it's legal in the Bay State and it's not going away. Neither is In the Weeds with Jimmy Young next. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called cannabis sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. We are now continuing on with a special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young from the studios of the Performer TV in Quincy, Massachusetts. We are joined by Dr. Eric Ruby and Elizabeth Dost, Beth Dost, right? It is. And uh, it's a repeat. You we were actually on In the Weeds way back when we first started about a year ago, and I appreciate you coming back on uh, tonight too. My this. pleasure. Great to see you again. Uh, Dr. Eric Ruby, uh, you have been, uh, your reputation precedes you, sir. Uh, you are a pediatrician in in Taunton, Massachusetts, and you've been at one of the forefronts of the debate on the medicinal uses of cannabis for various uh, young people's symptoms, and I don't want to call them diseases, but conditions, correct? Correct. Um, can you tell us a little bit of your personal story? Because I find that very compelling. When my son was injured, um, he was hit by a car in the year 2000. Uh, he'd be... Uh, he received a spinal cord injury, and he had uh, central neuropathic pain. Uh, Well-meaning physicians uh, tried to uh, take some of that pain away, but uh, the opioids uh, was not a good story. And he was uh, very depressed about uh, his situation, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, and he found cannabis, and he was able to wean himself off of uh, all his opioids, and um, uh, his central neuropathic pain is still there, but it is significantly uh, uh, helped. Um, can I ask when this was and how did he get his cannabis? Um, this was uh, November 29th, uh, 2000. Okay. <laughs> so I now know where he got his cannabis, which was pretty much from uh, what they call now the illegal market. And I guess it was illegal. Everything was illegal back in 2000, right? Yes, that is correct. So he really didn't have an idea of where it came from or what the strain was. But he just knew it had a positive effect on him. Yes, my discussion with him was, if you continue like this, you're going to end up in jail. And uh, you cannot do this because it's going to ruin my reputation. Mm -hmm. um, if you need to uh, uh, use it as a medication, you're going to have to go out to Colorado or California where it's much more accepted. Mm -hmm. And he did. 
And he did. And he did. And did you, how did that work? I mean. Well, his mother almost killed me. Okay. And uh, as a uh, paraplegic um, in a wheelchair, knowing nothing about Colorado, Mm -hmm. um, he actually uh, was able to buy a grow facility. And after three years, he discovered what he needed to take uh, in order to alleviate his problems. Um, He moved his entire uh, team to Connecticut, where he established um, Theraplant, which was the first licensed grow facility in Connecticut. Um, It is doing extremely well. Um, He's still, Connecticut is still all medicinal. Um, He gives talks, he gives lectures, he educates the population. Um, He's expanded from 60,000 square feet of grove facility to 80,000 square feet. Wow. He's doing quite well. He's married, um, has children, has a wonderful home. That's incredible. Has a nicer car than I have. (laughs) That's incredible. And I I can imagine the challenges between you and your wife uh, to just try to balance everything. Well, uh, it definitely was. Um, He was very severely injured. It was a year of rehabilitation in uh, New York. Um, uh, He went to the same place that Christopher Reeve was Mm -hmm. rehabilitated in uh, the Burke uh, Hospital in White Plains. Mm -hmm. But um, his um, the challenges um, emotionally, uh, physically, financially for a spinal cord injured person are. That's how I got involved in the spinal cord injured community. And I um, am head of Massachusetts Walks Again. We have an event at the State House every year, um, Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Day, which will be uh, September 18th this year. Um, And we've raised um, $2.5 million this year for grants uh, to cure spinal cord injury. I'm going out on a limb thinking you probably know who Travis Roy is good friend of mine so he's an old friend of mine okay. and I was there that night wow and mm. I know Lee the dad okay. because I worked in Portland Maine for 11 years mm. and I remember when he was a stick boy for the Maine Mariners mm. well if if the viewers have not read 11 seconds they need to yes it's a great book absolutely E.M. Um, Swift isn't that the, the writer Ed Swift I don't know who yeah, he... no 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 I'm 100% okay. sure on that one um, was a writer for Sports Illustrated and 11 um, seconds is a great great yeah, Travis is very modest but um Travis is a very good person. Yes, he and is. he does lots for spinal, the spinal cord injury. Well, community. the next time you see him, please tell him that you hung out with Jimmy Young for a little while and watch Certainly. his watch his eyes light up too. Because he used to come on the sports talk show for kids mm. that uh, I won an Emmy for back in the day on Wonderful. NBCN. So um, I hate talking about myself, but in this particular case, I enjoyed it because I love Travis Roy right. too. Uh, Beth, tell me what you're up to now these days because you know when we last talked, you were involved as a clinical science officer. I know you're a registered nurse and a senior healthcare executive. Tell me a little bit more about what you're doing. Well, so I'm continuing to um, function in my role as the clinical director for the Massachusetts Patients Advocacy Alliance. Mm -hmm. And so that's a continuation of making sure that patient uh, rights are protected in the state of Massachusetts. Because as you know, of course, the program was built on the patients. And so um, that was, that continues to be a fight. It continues to be a fight. And uh, we continue to forge ahead. And uh, the legal initiative has um, not deterred the patients because of all the marginalized. Uh, it, are, it is the patients that are the most marginalized and the, and the ones that suffer. 
So I really have taken on suffering as being one of my key components to my message. I do quite a bit of public speaking. I do quite a bit of public speaking on suffering. And I'm working with um, a couple of startups that one is a wellness company and the other one is actually uh, called the Weejits. It's a filtration device for uh, smoking flour. So uh, they're launching pretty much this week. And so um, it's just better ways to consume that are cleaner, healthier, and better for patients yeah. and anyone else that decides to. It, you know, I go on and I, I speak about cannabis as being um, a health and wellness enhancement um, element and just like a daily vitamin and when Raphael Mishulam said that it should be as available as aspirin at first I thought I don't get this because it was not my culture mm -hmm. but then uh, now uh, about eight nine years later I think it should be as available as aspirin. Yeah, it absolutely. And you know what? We're starting to break down the stigma and the barriers that are mm -hmm. out there. Um, I've had a medical card in Massachusetts since the inception of the program. I have chronic pain. I've had four surgeries in 20 years, and I hate to show my fingers to the camera, but they're kind of gross, and mm -hmm. you know, that kind of explains some things. Mm -hmm. uh, to people, it's all I had to show Dr. Bob Walker when I needed my card. I go, do I really need to explain what's going on here? Okay. And it's osteoarthritis. That being said, um, one of the first things I wanted to do was uh, not smoke it anymore. Right, and that, and that was the first questions I had with the uh, patient advocates. I don't like to use the other term of the tender. Um, when I went into a specific medical dispensary, and you know, they said, well, you know, why don't you try a tincture? Or why don't you try a pill? Or why don't you try an edible? And I said, you know, edibles, well, you know, I've never had any effect of edibles, you know, over the years, whether it be hash brownies or whatever they were, never had any effect on me. And then he gave me uh, the, chunk of chocolate and it was uh, too much to be honest with you guys mm -hmm. um, the dosing and the titration and because every body is different how it is a medicine how do we manage that and and I think the, the answer you tell me is different but every human is different it's gonna affect everybody different it's almost like you have to be a guinea pig for yourself okay this is what Beth and I were talking about prior to coming on here mm-hmm the Cannabis Control Commission has to make sure the dispensaries label what people are getting. Mm -hmm. The milligrams per dose mm -hmm. and the percent CBD, percent THC. Yep. Right now, the, um, FD, uh, the um, Department of Public Health regulations say that it all has to be on the bottle. That's really crazy. <clears throat> What needs to be on the bottle is what's in the bottle. And if you want to read the blurb about all the other things, that's what you do with the pharmacy. You go to the pharmacy, you get your penicillin, 500 milligrams per capsule, or you get your amoxicillin, 250 milligrams per 5 cc's. It has to be labeled, it has to be accurate. And right now, there is so much data on what you're getting at the dispensary, you don't know what you're taking. And the reason that we need the data is exactly what you just said. Everybody reacts differently. Right. So we need to do studies. And you can't do studies without the data. And right now, we've been kind of futzing around for four years without the correct information. The bottles don't tell you what the volume is. Uh, the people don't know what they're taking. 
Um, it is a combination of CBD, THC, what the percentages are, and what the milligrams are. And without that information, we won't be able to answer your question. Right. And, and, and again, as a pediatrician, you certainly understand the importance of dosing for different ailments. People come to you and looking for answers, and you don't want to give them too much medication. That's a danger. And everyone's endocannabinoid and metabolism is different. Um, everybody comes back to research, and of course, you can't get grants for research until it's federally decriminalized and descheduled. So there really is a, uh, a lot of different issues that have to be addressed. If you had to pick one issue that you'd like the federal government to move or remove, what would be the first thing, Beth? Prohibition. Just get rid of it. There's, yeah, just descheduled cannabis. It be should never have been scheduled. It was uh, a kind of a placement issue under Nixon administration, mm -hmm. and it got placed in Schedule One, and it there it stays. And so it has to be descheduled. And you know there have been attempts to schedule it as a two or a three. That's not good for patients. It's a and it's a plant. Plant medicines generally not scheduled. Right. And so it's a botanical. And as uh, Dr. Ruby was saying, just, you know, it's so important because um, I was listening to Dr. Steven Stein out of um, Florida and he was talking about cloning. And he had six clones from one mother plant and they were grown under different conditions and they were all different from each other. So when you find out what works for you, the labeling is so important because ACDC or catatonic mm -hmm. in Massachusetts you're visiting your friends out in California and you figure I'll just buy my medicine in California you go to buy ACDC it's not the same thing that you're taking in Massachusetts so you really need to know that information that's on the label in addition to the terpenes because the terpene profile I think has a tremendous effect on how patients feel I was talking to um, chief science officer at alternative compassion solutions a kid by the name of Chris Liska you're smiling do you know Chris? I don't, but I spent three hours in Salem yesterday going over the science and the chemistry and saying that in order to really, to get rid of the stigma, yeah. we need to make sure that people know that this is safe. Mm -hmm. And to answer many of the other questions, um, if the product is safe, if you're getting what they say you're getting, then we can do appropriate science. There need to be double-blind crossover studies. There need to be epidemiologists involved. We have to get rid of the stigma. And it's a multiplicity of problems. Uh, yes, descheduling is part of it. Uh, I am not sure whether it belongs in two or its own category. Um, there have been some debates about that. Um, getting rid of the decriminalization is very important. Having the banks be able to... Um, lend money to the grow facilities and the dispensaries and for people to be able to use insurance to be able to get this medication. Um, so there are a lot of topics there. Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker are the people who know what they're talking about in Congress. Good. We like that because one of them is running for president too. I know that. Right? Very well. Um, back to... Um, I come to you with a, I'm going to give a, I happen to know that this story exists, and I mentioned Chris Liska. 
uh, because I'm, I'm friends with Alternative Compassion uh, Services down in uh, Bridgewater. And they had a young couple come to them uh, with a child, a three-year-old child on the autistic spectrum that suffered from seizures and was not verbal. They brought in a recipe and that they had discovered online that worked and they brought it in and Chris created this product back in the old days of compounding medicine. So he's compounding using cannabis. Sure enough, the child now is taking it six months later. Seizures have ceased. He's becoming verbal. He's more, uh, his behavior has, has calmed down. This doesn't surprise you, does it? Not at all. I've had too many cases like this. That's amazing to me. Um, and is it easy for these people to um, come to a doctor? And I mean, how, how does that happen? You know, it, it, tell me. You're looking at me like I'm a... Well, right now in Massachusetts, it's extraordinarily difficult. Still. Yes. yes. Now, you can get your CBD. Yep. But you have to make sure your CBD is broad-spectrum CBD. Mm-hmm. So we're talking Charlotte's Web. We're talking um, Simpsons Oil. Yep. We're talking Haley's Hope mm-hmm. uh, Palmetto Oil. We're mm-hmm. talking a CBD that has 0.3% THC right. and turbinoids. Right. You can do it that way without getting a certified and getting a card through the Cannabis Control Commission. However, if you want to get the THC to be a higher percentage and more milligrams, right. you have to get the card. And the only way you're going to get the card is to find a pediatrician who will uh, certify you. As a caregiver? As a, or as no, a no, patient? No, that, that person comes to me as a patient. Gotcha, okay. And then has to see a second physician which is an impediment. Um, It is one thing to be safe, it is one thing to be regulated, but to be over-regulated and so safe that you become obstructionist, that's a problem. And that's what's going on in Massachusetts. And that's what's going on. That's not right, I don't like that. And when we talk about these type of situations, what we're talking about is over and over and over again we see it work, and yet it gets harder and harder, and it's still harder for patients. It's never, it hasn't gotten easier. It hasn't gotten easier since I started in this business in 2012. It's just got that we have more dispensaries, we have better access points, mm-hmm. we have more access points, but the patients still have to register, they still have to fill out the form, they still have to, it has to go to the CCC, has to be issued to them, and then they can go into the dispensary, and then the fun begins where they're starting to pick their products that work for them. And what I was going to say to is that you today that starts on cannabis may not be you next year that is continuing on cannabis. So does cannabis changes and adapts and your needs change and adapt and your health changes and adapts your needs for cannabis. So it's cannabis is a journey. And I was describing, I was expa- explaining this to a patient today. It's not just a one time fits all go in and you know, it's a journey and uh, it's a journey of that patient and that patient is always changing and hopefully they're getting better and things will change. So it's a very complex um, compound. And so we need to have a lot of freedom and a lot of leeway to work with physicians. And physicians have to be comfortable. There are about 289 recommending physicians for adults with 60,000 patients in the state right. of Massachusetts. So, Are we finding that the doctors are seeking out more information now? Do you find your peers wanting to know more about no, cannabis? not at all. Wow. 
Woof! That scares me okay. and bothers me. That bothers me a great deal. Bothers me. At the level of the Mass Medical Society, there has been so much, um, I will say, difficulty in getting the education out. Now, there is a... Um, education module that is available and it will be announced sometime in July for uh, Massachusetts physicians. It's called TheAnswerPage.com. That is where I got my initial information. It is uh, run by two Harvard-educated physicians. It is excellent. It is unbiased and it's authoritative. Israel asked for it. It is what is used in um, New York. New York asked them to put it together. Pennsylvania asked them to put it together. It is what is necessary. Physicians need to be more comfortable. They need to be educated. Right now, the patients know more than the doctors. Right. Doctors do not like that feeling. But <laughs> if they don't like it, then they better study it. They better do something about it, that which is, is correct. make the effort and learn. Because right. there's we, tons of information. We have a resolution that right now is extraordinarily prohibitive. Um, they were going to um, reaffirm it for seven years against recreational marijuana, against uh, medicinal marijuana. I'm part of the legislative committee, and I had them say, no, let's talk to the Cannabis Commission, let's talk to the educators. Um, I will say Mary Ann Bamba, who is now president of the Mass Medical Society, she and I need to have the discussion and bring in the appropriate parties so that we can educate the physicians, so we can get rid of the stigma. Um, safety is out there. The dispensaries are safe. The grow facilities are safe. It's easier to break into Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. You have to wear a hazmat suit when you go to these places. That's right. It I is so expensive to do this yes and that's why the product is expensive because of the regulations however with safety with education i hope the stigma will go away getting back to this was a to, uh, cannabis was legal until 1939 mm -hmm. and laguardia put out a report in 1942 that said this is a public health matter this is not a um a science matter. And in 1972, Nixon had a Schaefer report, which said this is a public health matter. This is not a science matter. The data is out there. We have so much more problems with alcohol, with tobacco, uh, with guns, mm -hmm. and with opioids. Money talks. And, and, and I'm afraid... policy, too. And it seems to dictate policy. And I think that if the government was truly out for the benefit of the people they govern, supposed to be of the people, by the people, and for the people, yeah. not just the one half of 1% who run Wall Street. So I may get some flack on that, but actually I support the people. And I think that, and I champion that, and that's why everybody loves you, by the way, because everybody I mentioned well, you said you're coming on the show. Talk to my wife about that. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you, what the two of you have gone through and you're, you're still together is an awesome thing. Yes, we are. That's an awesome thing. 48 years. Because parenting and a long relationship are the two toughest things you can do. Absolutely. On this earth. And uh, to have a, a child go through the trauma that he went through and the fact that you guys are still, I mean... God love you both. My wife became a PhD in psychology to understand what the issues were dynamically with him. My wow. daughter became an Ironman 
dedicating her PhD in um, female endurance athletics to him. Iron Man, Hawaii Iron Man? She's been there. Wow. And we've been there. Wow. Yeah, she, That's fantastic. Thank you. I have to talk about my family. No, you course. should. Family. Well, you should be. My goodness, you should be proud of your family. Um, you guys have been great. I mean, this, this show is going to keep going, and you are always welcome into my studio in Wellesley at any time to come out and talk, especially if you need an audience, if you catch my drift. We'll be happy to share your thoughts and your opinions with those people as well. Um, Beth, as always, Thank you so much uh, for coming in today as well. Um, we're going to keep this show moving, and we have other guests to get to. I do know that we have that story uh, about that young couple that went to Alternative Compassion Services. And uh, Stephen Werther, who is the president there, is a childhood friend of mine. And uh, he's going to give us that story as we go to a break. But um, for both of you, quickly, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Anything else you would like to say before um, we say goodnight for, the, to now, for the now? Patients need to be transparent with their physicians and say, please learn about cannabis. Learn about it through the answer page have the mass medical society endorse this uh we need to get it out there so that people feel safe and people feel educated that's what it's about beth last plug my last plug is that i think the lack of available safe cannabis is with the largest international health um, problem that we see right now and um, I also feel that we are very comfortable in the United States with people being uncomfortable. And so those who suffer are very marginalized in this country. And we need those of us that have a voice need to stand up for those that suffer and don't. Well, I am more than willing to give you an opportunity to have that voice at any time on Pro Cannabis Media and on In the Weeds. Uh, both of you, thank you so much for coming in at, at night on a Thursday night here in Quincy. And I appreciate your time. Pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, we're going to have much. more of this show uh, coming up uh, in just a little while. Don't go away. Uh, husband and wife come in, uh, parents local to the Bridgewater area, not to Bridgewater necessarily, but local to the Bridgewater area, came in. Uh, their their three-year-old son had uh, a number of problems. Had It was on the autism spectrum, had seizures, um, and from all of these things, he was basically having seizures. He would he had been verbal, and be, had become nonverbal, and be, had become much like quite agitated, and also had an eating disorder. And they came in. Their actual their their pediatrician who does believe quite a bit in cannabis and has worked extensively with kids. Uh, basically, told them what he wanted to their child to be taking, and they had, they had been unable to really find this sort of formulation in, at any of the dispensaries in Massachusetts, and they came in here, and we, we were able to make them something almost exactly what they were looking for, very close to what they were looking for. The long and short of it is that they gave this, it was a, mostly a very high CBD to, you know, very low THC ratio, uh, but there was a ratio they were looking for. Anyway, the the child has had nothing but great success, and the parents are completely thrilled. The child's seizures have virtually stopped. Uh, the child became less agitated and started uh, talking again. And, and now, because for a long time, they couldn't even eat with him at the table because he would get too agitated. Now he's eating with the family again. He's, his appetite is up. He's become verbal again, and it's just been, it's like a miracle, really. And, 
you know, when people say, well, you don't have any proof that this stuff works, well, for me, that's all the proof that I need to see that this medicine is helping this, it's, 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 we're helping this child. Revolutionary Clinics is just one of 49 medical cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts, but there's a reason why it's one of the most popular. It's their patient-first philosophy. All day long, they teach, they educate, they communicate about this complicated plant called Cannabis Sativa. That's true. Whether you visit their Cambridge location in Fresh Pond at 110 Fawcett Street or at 67 Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. In the Weeds with Jimmy Young is a video podcast produced by the Pro Cannabis Media Network for the entertainment and education of our audience. All opinions on this show should not be considered medical advice or reflect the opinions of the management of CLNS Media, C-Suite Network, Pro Cannabis Media Group, or its marketing partners.